everybody. Welcome back to the Popcorn Podcast. Yes, that's Popcorn, P-O-C, meaning people of color, where we do discuss films made by starring, directed by, written by, produced by, you guessed it, people of color. Yes, we love to be here. This is a good time. This is a good world. Yes. Or at least we're trying to make it so. Today we are discussing the film, and then we'll introduce ourselves. The Visitor. This film dropped in 2007 because there's yes. a lot of the Visitor films out there, but yes. that is the specific one we are discussing. Probably the only one with people of color. Yeah, I'm risking putting yeah. that out there. So yeah. <laughs> let's introduce ourselves. I am one of your hostesses today. My name is Tamaya. I am joined by my lovely co-host. Hi, this is Esther and I am fastly becoming uh, Stan. Of, Stan! I am a Stan. I'm just going to say it. I, I'm becoming a Stan of Haas Slavin. I hope I'm saying his name right and doing him justice. But yeah. Girl, whatever you just said was sexy to me. I approve. <laughs> that man ain't got no business being this fine. Okay. So he was a little, he, he tickled my fancies in our um, um, film Breaking Fast. But in this film with the low cut, uh, the tight shirts, <laughs> he got range. Cause how was he just like this cute sweater, sweater wearing, nice guy, you know, super like a little neurotic kind of guy in Breaking Fast, and then a complete hottie just playing the drums in his underwear kind of guy. And this film, my God, but before we, you know. <laughs> <laughs> dive into our stand. <laughs> a moment for the stand. Wait, a moment, of, a moment of silence for the stand, please, please. A moment of silence for this, 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 oh, this, this person. Okay. One, two, three, moment. Okay. Okay. So we should probably first introduce uh, the movie. And who were, you know, just been kind of low-key harassing online. Hey, low-key, I swear, I swear. It won't go further than this. It really won't. Unless I see you, then I got to hug you. But other than that, only if you approve. Only if you approve to the hug. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so what is this movie about? Because this mm -hmm. actually is a heavy movie. Mm -hmm. uh, as we stated, this is... The Visitor 2007 feature film, because there are many Visitor films, you know, with that name. And it is an American drama that was filmed and directed by Tom McCarthy. And mm -hmm. it revolves around a lonely man in middle age, played by our man here, Richard Jenkins, whose life begins to change when a chance encounter with an immigrant couple forces him to face issues relating to identity immigration and cross-cultural communication in a post 9-11 New York city. Mm -hmm. um, and just to let you know, the film itself has won numerous um, awards, mostly in like the ND film circuit. Most right. prominently, it won the 2008 Independence Spirit Award for Best Director. Ooh. And Jenkins, who is our main protagonist you know lead actor was nominated for best actor actually for that film at the 81st academy awards obviously did not win but that's still very good to be nominated from an indie film you know for the academy awards agree 
Um, so as always, right before we dive into our questions and answers and just fangirling about our men, <laughs> <laughs> we need to let you know that this is spoiler, 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 spoilers. Always, every day. Every day. And another little thing, because I maybe I'm jumping way ahead, but if you do want to watch the film, which, you know, I'm saying it already here. Uh, it is available. The easiest one we found was through the free V app that is part of the mobile app of Prime, which is itself, you know, done through Amazon. So yes, kind of, we both watched it through our phones. Yes. I do believe that it might be possible to find the movie through Tubi if you do have that. Again, I don't know if it will be like in completely free on Tubi, but that's another place that we saw that it was available. So it's a it's very hard basically to find this film, mm. uh, but it is available. It's just sort of you know have to do a bit of you know um, looking around and the, and the less um, popular streaming uh, platforms. Panels. Mm -hmm. So that's what I have. Alrighty, and we've done the full synopsis. Yes, we have for the middle-aged man. Yes, we have. Okay, so and you guys know there's going to be spoilers. Yes, you do. All right, so let's do this thing. Woo, he's a hottie. He's a hottie. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. But I just had to take a moment because when I first saw him in this thing, I was like, wait a minute, this the same break? This the same? Anyway, we're back on our, uh, we're still on our, let me say, um, Arab American Heritage Month celebration. Yes. This April of 2023, I believe I will make sure this post within the month. If it doesn't, it's because we literally have packed this month with content. We've been doing so good as yes. the We Need to Talk Club channel. So, but just know this is why this film was, you know, poked out to us and yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, uh, I appreciate. I think that's a really good word for this. I really appreciated it. So let's talk okay. about it. Okay, Esther. First question: What were you expecting, or what have you heard? Um. So again, right? This because it's part of our Arab American series. This was very much a film that we seek out in terms of you know, kind of googling and kind of doing not that deep of a research but you know just like looking for um not too trauma um driven films mm -hmm. about the arab american experience mm -hmm. so this was one that i think we kind of came across in one sort of article list article it's not really mentioned in many others you know, I mean, it is very old, right? It's almost 10 plus years old. Yeah. Um, no, it is actually. Yeah, it's like almost yeah. 15. It's 15 years old, I think. Yes, it's over it 15 years old now. Yeah, exactly. Um, And so, again, right, that, that's sort of why it might be harder to find um, as a film. But yeah, so I went in because what really caught my attention was one seeing that it featured um my actor has 
your answer now? <laughs> well, he's, he's he's quickly becoming a favorite. I must admit he is. Yes. Um, and then after reading his name, I saw Denai Gurira, and, and it I was, was like, locked okay. in. And I was like, there is no way this film, no matter what it's about, or <laughs> you know who else is in it, can be bad. At least, if anything else, I'm going to totally enjoy the performance from these two alone. Yes, and agree. I I'm glad I you know chose that. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. what about you? I definitely agree. I had no idea what this film was going in. I just knew the people who had, we had just fallen in love with um, from the Breaking Fast film. And then Deny, come on. It was like a slam dunk half the situation, have to see what this is about. Um, so I had no idea what was it about. Again, we only picked it, or we did pick it intentionally because of the series that we're in and wanting to highlight films that experience you know, express so many different layers that is people of color. Um, and I appreciated the heck out of it. I do want to say it does have, you know, a touch of trauma because sometimes you can't escape it. Yes. Um, and that is definitely worth mentioning. If anybody has similar experiences to... Um, immigration, deportation, this could be triggering for you because that was a he the heavy part of this film. Mm -hmm. um, so it did, it didn't throw me off. Like it all made sense. It flowed right. well. It was so real, mm -hmm. but it, it did, it did a really, yep. We'll talk about it. And that's what I heard. Um, so next question, <laughs> what did the inciting incident incite in you? Let's see if we agree on the inciting incident. It's always our favorite game. Right. Because <laughs> I can think of two incidents, right? The okay. first that really gets the plot moving along and where we, we get introduced to basically the assembled cast at yeah. this point yeah. is when or every man Walter, played by Jenkins, um, mm -hmm. you know, travels from his home in Connecticut to his apartment in New York City. So we already are, you know, without without being, and I get, again, I'm just gonna take a quick little sidebar and say that this film is really a slice of life film. It deals with like, you know, everyday people in everyday situation. There's no, um, there's no like cutesy, cutesy tropes. Mm -hmm. uh, there's no real cliches it's just really like it's like you just got dropped as a bystander into just like one of the million million lives that you know a new yorker might live you mm -hmm. know right right after 9 11 mm. right so it's 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 there's there's like i said like it's it's it is drama because right there's no comedy there's no Rom come, but it's just like it's literally just like life. It's like you just yeah yeah I agree. I definitely agree. Of life that played out as you would expect it to play out. There mm -hmm. was no like big shocker. There was no no. Nope. You know I mean, like it just it just played out the way that you would expect a story of that kind to play out. So going back to the question of the exciting incident, we either have that first sort of uh, turning point. Uh, you know, a uh, college professor 
coming to present a paper in his apartment and finding that, oh my goodness, there's like people living in my apartment that I have no idea who they are. Mm-hmm. Or I agree. We can have the other inc- inciting incident of Tarek, uh, who is played by Haz, uh, getting um, arrested for what they deem to be uh, jumping the turnstile. And if you're not from New York City, is the subway system in New York City is done through, you know, you swipe a metro card and there's a turnstile. And as you, you know, successfully swipe your metro card, it will kind of unlock the mechanism. And what mm-hmm. a lot of people do, you know, when they don't have money, you know, and that's just a reality, they will just jump over the turnstile because it's not that high. Right. Um, so and skip out on paying, yeah. Yeah, so he gets arrested by these cops who patrol the subway because, you know, ooh, turnstile jumpers. Um, and because of his immigration status or lack of, um, he gets sent to a detention center. So those are the two very big... Um, Plot devices, I will say. Yeah, definitely pivotal moments in this film. Pivotal moments, thank you, of this film. And so what did those two moments incite in me? Um, First, the the first one, I was honestly just like waiting for that first one because I was like, I am just over you know Walter's life in a way oh. and, and I would okay so perhaps ah. it, was but it, was, it was a lot of um because and again and that's why like brilliant acting does right because it incites very strong emotions for you from mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. and to me right he played it really well where you saw this white man teaching about global policy right and he is so inflexible and you kind of get hints of something happened to him, right? Or he's going through mm-hmm, something else, mm-hmm. but he is taking it out on like everyone around him. Correct. His his students, mm-hmm. his colleague. Um, his music teacher. His music teacher. He's just very inflexible to say the least, right? And so when he, you know, kind of gets scared because <laughs> that is a scary moment when you go into your house expecting to be alone and uh, you find a naked woman in your bathtub. Okay. <laughs> Lord. Um, and, you know, the, the, the sort of people, um, you know, again, understand because it's a confusion. And again, that happens in New York City, like where you sublet thinking that the rightful owner, owner or owner of the house, whichever, mm-hmm. Um, is allowing this and it come out that like actually no Walter had no idea of you know having his apartment uh, be sublet he's apparently been avoided so long what yeah, we can um, assume so is because of the tragic loss of his wife Wife, yeah um but you know you kind of honestly I was thinking like maybe he won't let them stay <laughs> Oh, because you know, they pack all their stuff and like you see them of like of them like packing he did. All their little things. But- and, but but I can honestly say, I probably would have been more like Walter. I ain't gonna lie. Oh no! Time. I mean, I think his response was yeah. 
That's slightly like, warranted. I don't know if I should let you stay. I would. I, the audience would be like, I want you to let them stay, but also if it was me, yeah. I'd be like, get out. <laughs> exactly. No, no. But that's, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's 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 on one hand super understandable and recommended because you don't know these <laughs> people from Adam. <laughs> Right, but at the same time, I was like, "Oh no!" Because like, if he doesn't let them stay, how am I gonna have my, you know, feel of uh, half and the name? <laughs> but agree. But that was my thing, and then the other inciting incident with you know Tarek, played by Has, um, kind of being detained. I was honestly at that point, I was like, okay, I have no idea where we're going. And I, you know, hope to goodness that like there's a happy resolution and like, you know, it's like, haha, he's, you know, things work out for him. But at the same time, I'm like, there's, an... I was like, you know, like at the same time, like anything could happen. Like my men could be killed at the detention center. Like something might happened to him in Danae and I was just like really on the edge of my seat very much like invested in hoping for the best but knowing that you know as life go usually not what about yourself dear what do you think were the inciting incident and your thoughts around them I would say that I definitely felt the inciting incident was the 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 visitor moment where they realized that they're living in someone else's home who's actively like didn't know. I can say what it incited in me was like, hmm. I was interested about this dynamic. Um I was interested, and it piqued my interest on how this dynamic would work out. Like, I'm going to skip to him letting them stay. How? Oh, yeah. And then I begin to, I guess, start assuming, like, okay, well, you know, he can't find a, a music teacher that he feels, you know, could help fill that void from his own wife, who was an excellent music teacher, an excellent musician. Um, This guy's a drummer, He's and he knows about classical. He's going to come out. He's going to be like you know some version of what old boy thought he was missing and being such a good teacher and being so relaxed and chill um deny is gonna warm up to boy to walter and you know we're gonna see I mean, that's just me in my head like okay okay i'm ready to see how this all goes all right all right completely went a hoping... different way completely yeah. went a different way <laughs> yeah well just like you know because we have that i think it was like a good like false lull of like, oh, we're gonna become a happy little family of like, it's really gonna be end up being about like just music and and, yes. like, the, and the, being the, like an odd the, family connection in here. Yeah, overwhelming power of connection that we all can get through music and mm. like maybe he'll like somehow at the end of his uh, either semester or conference just end up playing the drum for his right. Conference. You know, like that's where you think this is going. <laughs> It is not. It now, is don't get us wrong. Our boy did teach him the drum, and he was an excellent teacher. And he showed him something that he actually found love, joy, releasing. But then it took a turn. 
And so then my mom was like, boom, right? I'm thinking about your extra um, inciting incident. Once he gets arrested, Tariq gets arrested. I'm like, all right, well, oh boy, having a meeting with all these people of the world. He done co-ripped some. He looking right. to write a book. He about to write about this experience, dude. He about to write about immigration, the trap that it is, the horror, the horror. That didn't happen either, yo. <laughs> we, just, we kept coming up with different plots for what this thing was going to give us. It gave us none of those things. So that's what it incited in me. And we'll move on. All right. <laughs> Did you feel that the climax delivered? I'm not going to ask our infamous protagonist antagonist because I don't feel like it applies yeah. here. But did yeah. you feel that the climax delivered? <sighs> I don't. <laughs> I don't know because like, I'll say this. I feel like on one hand, personally, this was an excellent film because I really do take it as a slice of life, right? Mm -hmm. And that, and in those sort of films, um, sort of, obviously the plot is important, but in a way, like the, the structure of the plot is not so important as more of the character development and just what is being shown to you. Right. So right, usually, right, 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 right. It, it doesn't tend to be linear. It doesn't tend to have the famous beginning, middle, and end. I agree. Um, so that's so in that way, like my expectation got shifted. And when we got toward the end, um what happened made sense to me. Mm. And in that way, that I was okay with that. It wasn't a shock. It wasn't it was it wasn't surprising honestly either. But I was I liked it. I liked what was presented to me. Okay. Which is weird, right? Because <laughs> as we said before, none of what we expected to happen happened. And the sort of like again, they were not they're not really twist, right? Because it's not it's not like you know you you couldn't fathom those things happening. It was mm. more of the fact that what ended up developing and sort of really blooming, right, minute by minute again was life, and in that way, um, there's no cookie cutter. There's no nice wrapping around life and in that way right like nobody died uh nobody got seriously maimed it was really all the emotions that got brought up um and kind of I kind of took away you know just a lot of sadness and also I feel realization of just in a way how much the immigration system in the United States changed overnight for mm -hmm. so many um, Arab Americans and Arab immigrants. And I think this movie did it in a very great, subtle way. Um, and it also, I felt, in, 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 by bringing in the character of Zainab, played by Danae, that you, you, you again, very subtly, it showed you just the different representation of what it means to be Muslim. 
um, what it means to, you know, be Arab speaking. Um, so, yeah, I don't, so uh, kind of going back to like the, the crux of the question of like, did it deliver? Um, I'm not sure. I don't say I'm not sure if it delivered, but nonetheless, I was okay with what was presented to me. What about I you? I think that's extremely fair. I think that's extremely fair. I would also, I'd, I'd even try, I'd even agree with that. I felt like if it delivered, it delivered in a very unexpected way. Mm. I feel like if it delivered, it delivered in its way of showing us the dynamic of the human experience, um, of the difference in class status mm -hmm. and how it can interrupt and how it can very, very honestly be so easily a part of even the simplest things, which I think a lot of people want to try to deny when it's like, uh, deny, mm -hmm. um, but, <laughs> but when people like, you know, feel like, you know, people of color overreacting, whining, complaining, not fully understanding the experience of just living normally and getting through this everyday called life, one who is of color, who is an immigrant or what have you can easily be targeted, can easily be dehumanized, can easily be arrested, killed, attacked, mm -hmm. all the things, like not just rolling the eyes or saying a bad word, but literally their life is impacted for them being nothing but who they are. Mm -hmm. And so I felt like this film brilliantly showed that just as it was, it was just so real. It wasn't dramatized. It was literally yeah. how things go. And it was shocking to the, to the, ignorant eye um like to you and me yeah it didn't really shock us it just disappointed i feel like every time something occurs with a person of color um either from immigration um or police brutality or whatever the case is mm -hmm. it's not necessarily shocking to other people of color who at least know what's going on but it is always disappointing mm -hmm. um and so i feel like to the ignorant eye it gets them nice and comfortable in the beginning of the film. Mm. It coaxes them in. It gets everybody, you know, oh, this is an interesting grouping. And look at them all getting along. And, oh, look at them walking down the street. At one point, I was like, that is an Arab, an African, and a white man walking side by side down the street. Where, you know, where's the joke? And it was like, you know. Sort of as an aside, sorry. Yeah. It's like. Which is what would always be my biggest critique of my majorly um, casted films with, you know, Europeans and white people. Mm. It's set in like a world, right? Sci-fi world or basically any sort of like city. Oh, you got to do, do the the man's verse. In a world. In a world. Where? Right? <laughs> and, and none of your like, I'm not even talking about like the supporting cast. Forget about supporting cast, because I think, but like your um, what are they called? Extras mm -hmm. are are not people of color or just like differently able or whatever. Because I'm like, it made sense in New York City. Like nobody would bat an eye at this, you know, group of people because it's New York City. It makes sense that you would have <laughs> that. Like, <laughs> and I appreciated that because again, right, like 
when you think about it, we could have totally gone away with Danae's character, right? Mm, right. And she is a, a she is a great addition. She adds layers and complexities to the film. But when you think about purely the storyline, right, right, she doesn't really add or change anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was she was still there because again, it's like yeah, like you have two immigrants who are Muslim who speak Arabic, who are both sort of you know like struggling financially. Mm-hmm. They would find each other, and they're two very attractive people. Like why not? Right. <laughs> Right in New York City, like that, like of course. <laughs> that checks. That checks. And so, with this film coaxing in the ignorant eye of a person walking in, oh, this is such a nice grouping. Mm-hmm. Everyone's having so much fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at them teaching Walter. Oh, look at Walter accepting the teachings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look at Denai kind of putting her guard down a little bit. Look at mm-hmm. all of them kind of coming with this kind of. This wonderful camaraderie. This is great. Mm-hmm. Having a great time. Oh, we got to make it to Denai's event. And everybody's mm-hmm. rushing to get to the event. I'm excited to see what this thing is that I wanted to do. I even got wrapped up in it. But yeah. then it's like, the oh, simplest man. thing happened. And the police show up, assume, and detain. And then once it happened, again, I wasn't shocked. I was yeah. like, damn. You're like, we ain't oh, gonna get to see involved. Here we go. Here we go. Let's oh man. But to the ignorant eye, they were as confused as Walter was. Yeah. yeah. And it was like a moment of, but he didn't do anything. That's what we've been saying for decades. <laughs> for million, he didn't do for anything history. but live his life. She didn't do anything but live her life. They didn't do anything but live their life. But because of this world and everyone wanting to stay ignorant to it. We are fighting a battle of everyday living just for the right to live our lives. He just wanted to live. He even made that statement, I believe. He just wanted to live his life in New York City. And he's having a great time. And then, so in that way, absolutely it delivered. Why won't I say it delivered in, in an optimistic, the whole film way? Because I am an escape artist. I mm-hmm. love films. Mm-hmm. That allow me to escape. That's why I'm enjoying them. I want to sit down and get taken to a world where I don't have that connection or something new is happening and I get to experience it through the character's eyes. I'm an escape artist. I love it. That's why I'm a cinephile. And this film was very, very real. So for that only reason, I won't say it delivered for me because I still got to walk away like, dang, that's good depressing addition to my life. And that's what I'll say about that. But yes, it delivered in every way that it should have and that it aimed to. And I'm I'm particularly proud of it um, and proud and, and thankful and grateful that I got to experience it. So next question, last question before our popcorn moment. What was mm-hmm. the impact? How did it make you feel? I... It... It, it it really did make me sit in my feelings for a bit. Um, Understandable. And by that, it was, as, as Maya just, you know, beautifully explained, right, sort of what this movie made you go through is that just because you're aware of something and mm. you logically mentally or 
are not surprised by the the way that events go right it doesn't reduce or lessen the impact or the emotion that it brings up yeah for you and you know this is very much like a is an immigrant tell but it's specifically in a a solemn seeking immigrant tale mm-hmm. and that's i'm sure a lot of people who've gone through that that's one where you know usually due to things way outside of your control you have to uh basically figure out your life because some people decided to go to war with each other or you know bring up arms and destroy what you come on truth going to be your life got and nothing so, to do with you absolutely not only do you have to manage your grief and trauma around the loss of your home then but then you have to like somehow become like a law expert an asylum seeking expert um a language expert uh in a foreign land that for the most part does not give two nickels because i don't want to curse here two nickels about you right um and i think perhaps it was too subtle um but you know with uh zainab's uh thing of like saying how hey like I've always worried about him because of what I've been through, right? And again, she's a very sort of like, you no know, subtle and quiet character, but you can tell like from her delivery, right? Like she's been through some stuff, you know, uh, during her time in detention. Agreed. And she doesn't trust. She doesn't trust easily. She, she's been through a bit. And so that, you know, sort of, um story even though you know it's it again it 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 was speaking to the post 9-11 New York City world right and the U.S. at large it's still very relevant to this day because you know we are having again a crisis um you know because things are still on fire throughout the world with you know our at least with the United States like our Latinx um brotherins who are fleeing war torn not usually war torn but just sort of like economically disadvantaged or just like you know anti lgbtq um communities and countries and lands trying to seek a better way of life and they are just like being put like kids infants toddlers being put in freaking detention centers and having to represent themselves at like a solemn seeking like you know court cases like this it's it's Esther, i will say and this is i'm sorry for interrupting yeah. you that is exactly what hit me when i tell you i had to stop literally pause the film and stop myself and breathe because as an empath i immediately started thinking about him in there, being trapped in there, not knowing what to do, not knowing who to connect to. And then immediately it went to those kids being stuck in there and separated from their parents and confused and lost and hungry and ignored. And girl, 
not tell you i literally was like stop no no like i i was about to have a full-blown moment i had to pull myself back and it's it it's yeah humans can really really suck yes but yes please continue but once you mentioned Um, that i just had to tell you like that was my moment that was my impact for sure i totally agree that was very much um (laughs) the big impact for me right it is the fact that this thing 15 years you know later is still going on even worse than it was before um and that I feel I feel powerless I feel like hopeless I feel like you know and 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 there's this a bit of a survivor guilt because I'm like hey I just so happened to have some luck and you know whatever it was that made me a quote-unquote legal uh you know immigrant here right because it really does seem like they kind of pull out of a hat is that is that well, no, I mean, there's so many ways. I'm, and again, I'm not, you know, I'm not an immigrant expert, immigration law expert at all in mm-hmm. the United States. So, you know, but just kind of from my own experience, uh, having gone through this, you know, through my mom and having and doing and just um, I did it with uh, my partner um, at the at the best case scenarios, which was my partner Mm. right you still felt a bit dehumanized just Mm. the way that things are done and processed and and the fact that like literally just at any moment you're like will like you know will they depart me like again we had what would be considered you know best case scenario um immigration case right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and we still had a moment where we had to cancel a flight that we booked because things just you know happened where we couldn't change anything and um we were waiting on a decision and basically it happened but we were still like it didn't really happen. Did we if imagine that it happened in our family? Mm, like, right. From us at any moment. Like, you know, it just uh, yeah. So imagine if you have any sort of little complication, like little complication. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Um that it's it's yeah. As a and, and, and the thing is like, you know, like it's it's mostly when you are an immigrant of color. And again, right, it varies. Because, you know, an African um, from South Africa sort of uh, experience is going to be totally different than an African experience from, like, the Congo or Zimbabwe is going to be totally different, right? And and somebody from, like, Canada immigrating here is going to be different than those, you know, examples of those Africans. So it's, 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 it's a lot to put it. It's a lot. No, I agree. I'll even point out just quickly. Don't put all the business out here, but I definitely had um my friend who's German, German woman, um, had to go through the process and was threatened, deportation was threatened upon her and the whole nine. And I don't know, I always felt like um 
she was going to get approved and everything, but it was very a couple of moments there where she was scared as heck. Because I'm trying not to curse either. She was scared as heck. Um, and coming out of it once she got the you know thumbs up exactly. She was just like all she could do was talk about her experience and how much like all she could think about was how much worse. It is poor people of color going through this process, how much worse that it was and how much worse that it's going to be and still is now. <laughs> like, like, it was like a, a huge kind of moment um, for her to even have that kind of just realization. Again, the ignorant eye. And she still got work to do, as we all, mm -hmm. um, you know, in terms of truly being empathetic to the cause however or the cause is however it was a moment for me to be like huh look at you getting a little taste fascinating fascinating and it just opened my eyes like oh okay because i've only heard of immigration stories with people of color until her so it is not pleasant to say the least from my knowledge because I did not experience it. I was legally immigrated to this mug <laughs> through the birth canal. And my ancestors were legally immigrated to this mug, not by choice. So I can't even imagine. And when I did, I almost broke the freak down in the middle of a work day. So. Well, that's, that's. <laughs> the impact was heavy. Putting a bit of a optimistic and happier tone in it. That is the range that has and the day can provide for us. You can go. The range, yes, that he got. He's got the range. <laughs> it's like you can believe in love again. <laughs> and in, in two weeks' time, think that the world is ending in a, you know, pits of fire. <laughs> seriously. Seriously. That's ridiculous. That's an excellent point. Good God. That that dude. Woo. Mm -hmm. So yeah, what was your popcorn moment? I was so I literally it just came to me right now. Okay. And it's a very innocuous scene, but it's when Walter goes to visit with Tarek in the immigration center after his mom you know, Mona has, you know, traveled from Michigan to New York City. And he was, you know, because right before this, um, their scene was, you know, Tarek being like, hey, you have to like um, convince my mom to go back. And so in mm -hmm. this scene, um, Walter is like, yeah, your mom just decided to stay. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, 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 and it's like Tarek being like, so I think it was, he asked Walter, um, so she's staying, right? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And, the and defeat that, the defeat it's the defeat but it's also in that moment um it i don't know like as like a mom right i was like oh poor child you knew that she was <laughs> never going to the child <laughs> like you know because he's his visit to walter was like you know i don't want her to worry you know she you know she just like i don't want, like to to like drag her into this all of that but i'm like sir we we've set up the fact that you 
talk to your mother every day. Every day. And Did you, you really think? And this detention center for more than two days now. What do you, do you really think, think she was, was going to gonna... stay in? What was it, Missouri, <laughs> Michigan, and just twiddle her thumbs? Yeah. <laughs> As a mom, sir, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. And, and also, it's like you think that she's going to be like, oh, my son is in a detention center. I'm just going to go right back to my life in Michigan. Right. <laughs> or even further than that. Oh, my son gets deported because y'all, yes, he did. Sadness. Yeah. No matter even with the lawyers and all that jazz, mm -hmm. even the privilege couldn't get him out. Um, you think she's gonna be like, Well, I guess I'm gonna stay here in America said. Absolutely not. She said, All right, Walter. Well, it was a good fight, brother. Uh, but uh <laughs> I'm going now to be with my son. <laughs> and I loved it. I I, I honestly, yeah, because I loved again, his right? mom. Like Even with her making her black comment about deny, I still loved her. And and that's another one because it reminded me. So in the film, listeners, um, because at this point, like Mona uh, Torek's mom uh, has not met, you know, Zainab. And so, you know, Walter, again, <laughs> being so, like the conduit for it all, <laughs> uh, <laughs> brings her to sort of like the open market sort of, you know, street that Danae sells her jewelry. And sort of Mona made a comment of like, this one? the black she's so black she's um, so black and, and and there was I, and i did have a bit of you know uh not reflex but like you know sort of like knee-jerk reaction mm -hmm. but it then reminded me of our previous film that we just did called detroit unleaded mm. and not making excuses for mona but at the same time so, sort of like her knee-jerk reaction kind of made sense to me. Mm -hmm. That's fair. It made sense to me because, too. It wasn't questionable. It, and the fact that she, even with that knee-jerk reaction, she didn't act like an like an A-word. She went up yeah. there and she's still, okay, you can react, but you're going to act a dang on decent human and you're going to treat this person like the person she is, which is the person your son loves. I... I'll also like I give you know the writers, the screenwriters, and all of that uh, their kudos, right? Because I think in a lot of ways, and it's you know I'll admit for myself, right? Um, you you want to be like oh like you know don't 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 just um, or don't comment on people's look, you know always strive to be open and curious and whatever, right? But we're humans. And the first thing you would see about Zainab is that she's black. Agree. <laughs> so, Especially if you are not black. Yes. Because and, the first thing that black people will see about somebody that if the roles were reversed was he ain't black. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I again appreciate that because again it's 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 life. And, and and I love when it's done right because it's like, yeah, oh my gosh, like she's black and she's really black. Yeah. <laughs> I'll even go as far as to present the famous uh, Maya Angelou quote of people will forget what you say, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. <laughs> and that I think is an excellent representation of the difference between our reaction toward the Detroit Unleaded versus this yeah. film, The Visitor, because this film, she reacted, she spoke. 
and yeah. it wasn't necessarily respectful or um, politically correct. However, she acted appropriately. She acted fairly. She gave Denai as the person her son loves truly the chance, opportunity, and connection and pushed for it, in fact, mm -hmm. in the full respect. Whereas the Detroit Unleaded might not have said it. They might not have said the N-word. They might not have said dirty black oh. folk, whatever the case mm -hmm. may be. Mm -hmm. But the way they smiled and then proceeded to treat them like crap mm -hmm. shows the difference between the way someone speaks versus the way they make you feel. And so that, if anyone wants to question, back-to-back -back film moments, that mm -hmm. is what it is. So yes, I thank agree you. with that popcorn moment. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So yes, that was my popcorn moment of like a mom being a mom. I yeah, I agree. That was wonderful. That and also just us being humans at the end of the day because we're humans. And yeah. that it's more so on how we act. Yes. Right, like our words and our perspective um, can definitely change if we uh, are open to it. Agreed. To our behaviors. So what was your rating? My rating? I would say it's a solid um, middle. It's a solid medium bag. Right? Like it's, not, <laughs> it's not necessarily my favorite film that we've watched, right? But it's one that, honestly, like I wouldn't mind revisiting in like a year or two. Fair. I think that's fair. I too... I would give it... I wish there was someone between a medium and a large. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we have we have to like keep it simple because we you're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> I will give it. Oh heck, I'll give it a large because okay. I really was right. I was really captivated by this story from the beginning. I was just really interested in how it was going to play out the whole way through. I love that it was subtle. I love that it wasn't. Um, overcompensating I felt like in any way I felt like there wasn't dialogue that was unnecessary crazy exposition about what we were feeling and what's happening I felt like it was just mm -hmm. enough for me yeah. to get understand feel and empathize and sympathize with everything that was going on mm -hmm. and be frustrated at the end because the you know reality was still real mm -hmm. so I will give it a large it impressed me and I can see myself seeing it too because it was so many pleasant moments yeah. because that's what we want to make life of no matter how much of the reality sucks. Mm -hmm. We're not living for that reality. We're living for the reality we want, which is the whole beginning of that film. And yeah. even the end when when Tariq's mom was able to experience joy and fun with this man unexpectedly at yeah. the end too. And it wasn't, oh, I kind of literally liked that it wasn't, I mean, I was okay with it was going to go romantic with them, like really romantic with them, like, you know, touchy-feely, kissy, all that. But I was really okay with and truly respected the connection that they had without necessarily taking it there or without the, the director choosing to show us mm -hmm. any more in depth outside of fun conversation, trusting, knowing she used to be married to a writer. He used to be married to a musician. They both passed. She is obsessed with music. He's done with writing, but at the same time, like obsessed with the facade. Like it was just a really cool connection there and how he gave her the gift of Phantom of the Opera before she went. It was just really nice. Uh, that's the best. Yeah, so large, large baby. Also for me, like, yes, it's sad, but at the same time, I mean, you know, Syria is 
Syria right now, but I don't know. I just felt like I chose to believe that being back to Syria is would work for them because they're back together mm. in the u.s right like they were apart he was in new york she was in michigan and we're talking about mom and um yeah mom and, yeah. and three yeah so in that way i was like at least you get to see your your boy mm. you know and as a mother yeah. i was like i like yeah like there's no there, there's no choice to be made Absolutely not. There's not even something to consider or reconsider. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to go, but I want to go. Yeah, I have to go. Yeah. You know, and that she had that choice to go. Yeah, um, it was confident. She's like, I know where to find my baby. Yeah. <laughs> like, she was just like, I found him here, didn't I? I know yeah. where to find my baby. <laughs> and I'm going to show up there the same way I showed up in New York. And you could be like, mom. And I'd be like, shut up. What you want to eat? Yes. <laughs> so that's again that that's what I chose to to believe in that they have their happy, you know, rest of life together. I love that. I agree. I did too. I was like I refused. My brain would not allow it. My brain just wouldn't allow it. <laughs> like they're going to be happy. They're going to be all right. Yes. <laughs> Shoot, deny ain't be, but everybody else they're going to be all right. <laughs> tonight is like i'm i'm staying in america but i'm sad as hell yes all right that was so thank you thank you thank y'all for listening to another episode of the popcorn podcast remember to follow us review us support us on your all your podcast listening platforms we have a website we need to talk dot club where you can see our beautiful faces match it with our wonderful voices and see all the links and other podcasts that we do we do a plethora um but it's all under one channel the we need to talk club channel so if you need to find us anywhere that's where you find us on your podcast listening platforms we love you thank you so much for continuing to listen please share share i said it before but share again share it let everyone else know you know how many people are doing this how many people are doing this you did not many so we appreciate you all until we meet again we will see you in the credits bye bye